You're listening to Summer in the Psalms, a podcast hosted through Coramdale College, the college-age ministry of Coramdale Bible Church in Davenport, Iowa. This podcast is meant to be supplemental to our weekly Bible studies, as well as our community hangouts happening throughout the summer. So if you want any information on that, or you'd like to get involved, feel free to head on over to our website, coramdalebible.church college. There you'll find all the details for our summer events and Bible studies, as well as a way to get connected. We hope to see you in person soon, but for now, let's dive into what the Lord has for us in the Psalms. Hey friends, and welcome back to Summer in the Psalms. I'm your co-host, Cody Rogers. And I'm Regent Erickson. And I do have to say, it feels a little awkward to be back. Um, (laughs) So we actually recorded episode four yesterday afternoon, about 24 hours ago. And now we're back already recording episode five. That's what you're listening to now. And the reason for that is because Calvin and I are going to be off to summer camp and we won't have time to record and everything. So I do want to say if we seem to be behind on our lack of knowledge of what's going on in the group, that's because we're a week ahead of y'all. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny yeah. just looking ahead so far in the future. It's- it's kind of weird from yeah. this angle. I was going to create a few more jokes and prophesy about how the Six Flags <laughs> trip went and stuff. But for those of you that didn't get the update um, on how my prophecy track record went, oh, uh, yes. I was I was, I was was one for two, right? Yeah. So the la- in episode, was it episode two or I episode so. three? That sounds right. I mentioned that I was going to prophesy that I, I won a game of bags and that I beat Region at Coob. Um, he didn't. I, I won. I, I did win a bag of game. I uh, uh, did win a game of bags. Admittedly, Jared did carry me through most of it. Um, however, I, yeah, I still lost at Coop. So I do have to say, shout out to Jared. We were the dream team in bags as well. We were undefeated, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so no idea what was coming up this Saturday for the Six Flags trip. I hope you all had fun. Uh, but today we're here to talk about being back into the Psalms Mm -hmm. and we're in Psalm 51 last week was a bit different because we didn't have any questions. We were answering per se, like questions that are asked of the Psalms, like we've been doing, but we are back to some questions today, right? Yes. Yes. We're talking about asking the question of like, what is repentance? Because Psalm 51 is a Psalm of David repenting. And then in that we're going to go into what are the categories of lament and praise in the Psalms? Just kind of as a broad topic to just talk about, you'll hear psalms categorized in different ways. So we just want to talk about that, why they're categorized like that, and what that means. Yeah, um, Psalm 51 is the psalm you're going to be in as you listen to this podcast. Um, And I do have to say, uh, just right off the bat, I chose Psalm 51. And that's because uh, it it was the first scripture I memorized. I, I came to Christ at the age of 17. And somebody had commended Psalm 51 to me as a great way to just repent every night before the Lord. Mm. And uh, I read it enough that it became sort of second nature for a while, right? Um, So it means a lot to me, and it's sort of a dark psalm comparatively to some of the other ones that we're in. So I think it provides a good balance, and I just want to encourage you, uh, dive into this in a way that's uncomfortable. Yes. Like, don't shy away from the 
uh, the discomfort that can come from this psalm, but lean into it and bring that into conversation for your Bible study as you're going to attend this week. Um, I think that you're going to get the most out of it if you do that. That's really good. And this is the time to, re- to remind you, in Psalm 51, you're going to see in a lot of your Bibles, in, whew, words, you're going to see in a lot of your Bibles at the top, uh, it's going to say, to the choir master, a Psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. And so this is one of those Psalms where you have a specific context of David's life. We know it was this is in response to his sin and he's repenting of it. And so it is a dark Psalm and we know what part of his life it's dark about. So let's just start with that. It's a a Psalm of repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is as it's been told to me and as I've looked into it, a turning away from, right? Mm -hmm. A pronouncement of your sin, but not just a confession. Uh, Repentance goes beyond just simple confession, but it goes to a a commitment to not do it again. Um, A a commitment to stray away from those things. I remember being told at one point, repentance is the physical act of taking something to the altar, laying it down and turning your back to it and never turning to it again. That's that, good. That's how I've gone to, to understand it so far. Yeah, I totally agree. One of the scriptures I found that uh, really helped put it in a good perspective for me was in First Chronicles 7, verse 14. Um, and the Lord's speaking to his people and he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I, I will hear from heaven and I will give their sin or I will forgive their sin and I will hear their land. So this isn't specifically called out as repentance, but he's saying if they humble themselves before the Lord, they pray and seek his face and then turn from their wicked ways, he will forgive them. And that is just like a great way of saying what Cody just said there in terms of like what repentance is. Yeah. And repentance, um, and I don't know what you have covered, you know, like, like we've said before, Regent is the mastermind behind this show. (laughs) He's got the notes and the questions. So sometimes I step on them, but um, you know, repentance also just to make sure we include Christ in that yes. uh, repentance is also the submission to Christ as the one who's paid for your sins and the desire not to cast more sins upon him. Right. Yeah. Um, and repentance is also one of the things that Christ says we see as fruit of knowing him is that we would bear fruit in repentance. Yes. Yeah, I, that's exactly, that's exactly where I was headed. Um, there's, I mean, scripture is clear about its stance on repentance and its stances that we should repent and that all of us need to repent. And like we can go through several verses, but Jesus himself says it. And there's a time where he's sitting with tax collectors and sinners and is accused by the Pharisees for doing this. And he says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. And so he's saying like, I'm come to call sinners to repent and come follow him. And that's what makes repentance such a big part of our lives because it's a part of our salvation. Mm. And so like when you're, when you're saved, you're, you're going to repent because, uh, to come to a place of salvation, that means that we've come to recognize the sin in our life as what it is. And that is opposed to the Lord. And we're going to take that and we're going to commit our lives to Jesus. And we're going to turn from that sin and in committing and turning from that sin, you're acknowledging it and, leaving it behind Mm. 
to come and be able to spend eternity with Jesus. Yeah, I like that emphasis. It's not just feeling guilty. It's not just feeling bad about what you've done, but it is that commitment to not do it again and to seek restoration even. Um, yeah. You know, and like I'm a dad, right? Mm-hmm. And my kids, oftentimes, if they do something that uh, causes harm to another one of their siblings or they do something wrong, um, we try to teach them it's it's one thing to just feel sorry and to mm. say that you feel sorry, but it's another to ask for forgiveness and actually do something to commit to not do it again. Um, anybody can feel sorry for an action they've done because they just feel regret for how it affected them. Um, but I really want to accent what Regent just said, that it's not just that we feel bad that we did it, maybe because it had a bad outcome for us or for other people. It's the acknowledgement that what we did has gone against the Lord, his law and his very nature. We have sinned against him. We have gone against him. We are his enemy in that moment. Yeah. And and it's also it's acknowledging that on top of the guilt we feel that, that brings us to a desire to, rep- to repent. Yeah. And just to like, just to really drive this home, like a, a, a really simple example of how, what isn't repentance would be like, if I'm lying to Cody about something and I'm convicted of that and I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, I'm sorry for lying to Cody about this. And then I get done and then I continue that lie. I'm not being repentant because I am making no change or action to turn from that lie and tell the truth. Yeah, scripture would say there is no fruit in that. No, you're, yeah. you're not bearing any fruit uh, in repentance, and therefore you you are showing your actual heart. Okay, so uh, what what questions do we have? Where else do we need to go as we're discussing all that? Not only Psalm fifty one Psalm fifty one contains, but the emotions and things like that of the Psalms. Yeah, so. As we get into emotions and how the Psalms handle them, handles them, I kind of want to talk about the way they're categorized first, just because the way they're categorized helps us engage with that. And so I, I was thinking we would do it with just two categories, lament and praise. Okay. It's, it's, you're going to hear lots of different categories. If you look into it, most, the two most common I come across are lament and praise, um, but you could get, I mean, uh, I read somewhere where they're like, you could get even up to 150 categories, mm, which yeah. is, there's 150 Psalms. Yeah. Um, so it, that's the first thing to know is that like, as we talk about like a song of, or a Psalm of lament or a Psalm of praise, that, that that's not scripture. Scripture doesn't categorize them that way. This is just to help us understand a little bit of what their goal is, um, in general and be able to engage with them. So if someone were to ask you, what's the difference between a psalm of a lament and a psalm of praise, what would you say? Um, I think I would just start with the, the language tends to to vary in, in how it even starts. Um, songs of praise have praise words in them. Uh, not that songs of lament don't, because many psalms of lament turn to songs of praise or contain yeah. elements. Uh, but they're certainly either they're calling other people to praise or worship. Um, they start off with these broad praises of praise the Lord, all the earth. They mention other people praising. Um, they're filled. They're filled with more joy and exuberance often. Yeah. Um, and and then psalms of lament 
they have more, uh, I don't want to say emotional depth, but certainly a different type of emotion to them because praise and joy is a depth of emotion as well. But lament has the more sorrowful moments in it, the the worrisome moments, the the moments that come across maybe as doubt or concern or regret. Um, and, And they definitely hit in a different way as you read them. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Psalms of Lament, I, I see them as like their primary goal is to take a troubled situation and lay it before the Lord. And what troubled is, is is it can be defined differently, but you know that's just not a good situation. And it's taking it before him and asking him for help while as on the other side of the coin, praise Psalms tend to take joy or to proclaim an attribute of the Lord, or maybe they it's reflecting on a work of the Lord and rejoicing for him and the work he's done with that stuff like that. Mm, yeah. And also most, I mean, not most, there are also ch- chunks of Psalms of praise that are literally categorized as that, right? Songs yep. of ascent and, yep. and, and, uh, th- that's probably the biggest descriptor you see, uh, songs of ascent, but, um, you don't see Psalm of lament at the top of no. a Psalm at any point. So there's also, a way in which you see them, you see scripture actually categorize them as something. That's true. I did forget to mention that. So there are, you'll see song, Psalms of Ascent that are intended for that. But then like when we're talking about laments or praise and another common one you'll come across are, um, song, or hymns of Thanksgiving. Um, these aren't in scripture. It's just the primary focus of that particular yep. Psalm. If they're defined that way. So if, if we see that we we have a, a psalm of lament or a psalm of praise, does that change how we read it? Um, on the broad sense, no, right? We should approach scripture as scripture, knowing and understanding that it's the word of the Lord revealing himself to us and uh, we have a response to it. We have a responsibility to have a response to it. Mm. Yes, in the sense of... Um, I'm going to be looking at, at different things as I see a psalm of lament versus a psalm of praise. Um, I might be trying to understand maybe what was going on in like David's life, if we can particularly find out what was going on. I'm going to be drawing more personal connections oftentimes to the psalms of lament um, because I'm going to be drawing from my own experience of yeah, I remember going sure. through this time or this this low point um, and encouragement. It brings a different type of encouragement because Psalms lament can turn to Psalms of praise. Like, yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel is is sort of one of those big churning statements. The word yet happens, and um, there's more ups and downs in that way. Um, whereas Psalms of praise can oftentimes there are many of them that are just a constant high 10 out of 10 (laughs) right and i'm using those as more a command towards myself oftentimes like no i need to be doing this versus relate emotionally relating to the psalms of lament i think is that what you were getting at yeah for sure that's exactly what i was getting at and that's i would agree entirely with that it it seems like a lot of the psalms of lament are easier to interact with in your own life, whereas the Psalms of Praise are great for just being able to have something to take to the Lord if you're just wanting to proclaim something about Him. Um, but that gives us a good uh, time to transition here into emotions. Now let's just talk about emotions because they're in the Psalms a lot. 
And the Psalms really does a great job of dealing with the emotions. Um, so I guess, how do emotions come into play when we're reading the Psalms? Um, emotions come into play because humans have emotions and the Psalms are a beautifully laid out example of what it's like to be in relationship with the Lord and to worship him. And we should take note that that means that emotions have the rightful place in our worship. Uh, we, we can tend to, as humans, sway on either side, right? Uh, we create music and worship that is emotionally manipulative. Um, and to the flip side, we can also avoid all emotion in worship because it makes us uncomfortable or, uh, I mean, there's, there's several reasons towards that. I don't need to dive into in this podcast, but, um, for me, it means that they, uh, it means that my emotions are valid yeah. and that my emotions are part of the way I understand the Lord and allow me to worship the Lord in different seasons of my life. Yeah, that's really good. And I think sometimes can get lost on some people trying to focus so much on truth. They kind of forget to emote um, sometimes. But this is a, a good point that I want to be really clear with is that emotions are not truth. And what you're not going to see in scripture is, emo is Psalms validating an emotion that's going to just rob God of something. If, you, if, you're, if your emotions are, I don't know, if you're just struggling with something that has become truth in your life outside of the Lord's word, um, that's not the place where Psalms is going to support your emotions. And the way I would phrase it is Psalms is going to help you take your emotions to the Lord and turn your heart to the Lord with those emotions. Yeah. Um, emotions are either your response to the truth that has occurred in your life. For example, Psalm 50. One is David's response to the truth that's been brought in his life of his sin against God. And it's also emotions are, can be the thing that lead you to the truth. If I'm feeling a certain way, and I, and I know that you guys can relate to this, times in your life when you are feeling down or hurt or oppressed and your desire for the Lord increases because of the emotive state that you're in. Um, so feeling that emotion can lead you to the truth as well. But like Regent said, that emotion itself is not the truth, that like the universal truth that exists in life. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found absolutely incredible as I uh, was researching this topic and looking into it is I was just kind of asking that question of like, you know, if I know emotions aren't true in the sense that they're defining truth, how do I like what do I use with, with them in scripture? And as I got to looking into it, first of all, you can just see the amount of emotion in Psalms. And I just kind of wanted to like, to give an example of that. And if you look in Psalm six, verse six, uh, this is a Psalm of David. And he's saying, I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. And like, that is just like a deep, dark picture of like, I mean, moaning and tears. He's scared. He's crying. And David is feeling this, but then following up with that, he's, he's speaking out against those 
evil, those evil workers against him. And he says in verse nine, just two verses later, says, the Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer and then proclaims some truth about the Lord. And then we can see that again in Psalm 18. He's this one. We have some context too, as well. He's writing this reflecting on his life being chased by Saul. And he starts off the Psalm saying, I love you, O Lord, my strength. And then verse two, he just lists attributes of the Lord. He's like, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my, and whom I take refuge, my shield. Those are some of the words he uses. And then in verses four and five, he starts talking about what he was experiencing and he describes it as the cords of death encompassed me, the torrents of destruction assailed me, which is just like, that's some strong imagery. He felt like he was going to die. And if you're feeling, you know, trapped or sad or in some section like that of your life, like you can come to a Psalm and you can find David speaking about his experience with that. And then two verses before, like here in Psalm 18, he's just throwing out these attributes of the Lord that are just such good ones to reflect on in the context of what he was feeling there. And so like, that's one of the things that I've come to just like appreciate about the Psalms in the midst of this is it doesn't just give you words to describe your emotion. It's giving you characteristics of the Lord to work through that with and to take to him to be able to help you process that with. Yeah. I mean, we know attributes to of the Lord as to they relate to us. So when we, in many of our worship songs, when we call the Lord a healer, the depth that we under, to the depth that we understand pain and brokenness is to the depth that we understand his healing. And so life experience and what you're talking about in the emotions of the Psalms, those create the depth and the related attributes of the Lord. So to the depth in which we have seen the darkness of life is the depth in which we understand that he is the the light of the world that has come into the darkness. Um, the darker the night, the brighter the day, you know, things like that. So um, we, we see that all throughout the Psalms as um, an encouragement that the Lord is always revealing something to us through our emotions, um, particularly in like Psalms lament through those yeah. darker emotions those are those are times the Lord might be revealing a particular attribute to us. I would agree, and not to leave the praise ones behind. Um, they're they're also great for this. If you're yeah. experiencing joys in life or something like that, those are great ones to go to, to just to give the credit to the Lord as well. Um, it's just the psalm the psalms of lament are great ones as well for handling the hard areas of life. Yeah, the, the psalms of praise, those are the ones that are in Hobby Lobby on the yeah. on the paintings <laughs> and the walls that you hang because those are the ones you want to be reminded of and those are the ones that prayerfully you, you desire to express most often because that's uh, where you are just filled with immense joy uh, in your relationship with the Lord, but that's not always the case. While we may be joyful, we may also be sorrowful at the same time. And we don't often see Hobby Lobby signs of my throat hurts from crying, like it says in Psalm 69 or all the ones that you've mentioned. Um, But that to say, both are valid, just as Regent's saying, both are equal and both should inform our worship. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you with that is that it's the Lord wants you to bring everything of you to him and don't feel like you're feeling too 
sad or too mad or too glad. Uh, let's get the rhyming game going mm. here. Um, he wa- he wants you to bring that to him. We see it in the Psalms as examples of people taking it to him, and he can take it. He he's going to listen. He's there, um, and it will be worthwhile for your time. Anything else? No, that's awesome. I love this topic. This is a fun one for me. So I just want to really just encourage you all to just be willing to process your life with the Lord um, and take Psalms to it and be willing to just sit and meditate on it and let him work through you um, through the Psalms. Yeah. And for me, it's just a great reminder. Um, We sit in a tradition uh, of our church and just the, the theology that we believe in that does... Um, sometimes lead to more of a swollen brain and a shriveled heart, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what a great encouragement that our emotions are valid and also a great encouragement that while our emotions are valid, they are not what dominate us either. Finding that balance is key, and I think you can use the Psalms to do that. That's really good. I like that. All right, friends, I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, we are, man, we're, we're pretty much halfway through the Psalms at this wow. point. We, we've hit, I think this is uh, the yeah. halfway point. So don't forget, you can be submitting those questions. You can be talking to any of your leaders. We're going to be keeping a, a record of them and eventually getting back to them. Um, I can't wait to get to that episode. Until then, make sure you make it to study. Make sure you dive into the Word. Spend time in it before you head there. And we will see you soon. Peace. (laughs) 